the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk you can believe in True Talk 800 True Talk 800 This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. Mike Lee here, the director of local ministries at 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, 93.1 El Rey, the new Talk 1640, and True Talk 800 AM, where you can hear Haven Today weekdays at 4 AM. It's also on our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ FM, Afternoons at 12.30, and here to tell us all about our Ministry of the Month is the host of Haven Today. He's also a speaker and president, Charles Morris. So how are you today, Charles? Hey, Mike. It's good to be on with you, and uh, just blessings to everyone listening here on this Friday. I wanted to thank you so much for all that you do through the Haven Today ministry. We love just hearing your eclectic blend of teaching and interviews and music. So are there certain types of programs that you like to do a little bit more than the others? Well, what I don't like to do is the program I'm going to be doing on uh, Monday. Um, I'm in today's program. I open talking about uh, the shooting you know, of two African-American men in uh, Louisiana this week and also in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And uh, and then there's Dallas last night and uh, and uh, in Baldwin, Missouri, just a few hours ago. Uh, uh, it, 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 I could say we're in for a long, hot summer. Uh, and And, you know, I don't have any crystal ball as a radio preacher but um yeah that's that's uh, that's what i'm not looking forward to and yet i have to do a program on that on monday so we will that's kind of what's on my mind right now you know we're we're told that terror is the biggest threat to america but um, you know i i don't think it's necessarily isis you know there's the terror of race and the terror of class and the terror of hatred and uh, divisiveness and just just ugly rhetoric, and and I'm not trying to take a stand on gun control either right now. Um, I think what we really really need is more people finding their way to the cross, and uh, we may be the land of the home, the the land of the free, the home of the brave, and we may want to think that America is one nation under God. But there are not enough people who have made their way to the cross. I can tell you that based on the last hours, much less days this week. Well, by no means are all of our listeners necessarily believing Christians. But for the members of the church, what words of advice or encouragement do you have for brothers and sisters in Christ, perhaps in things to do, things to say, or more specifically, things to not say? Well, Mike, I, I, I like to kind of stay away from tips, 
because sometimes tips are, I can get in trouble with tips. Other people can get away with tips. I mean, I, I realize they're good for a certain amount, but I think what we really need is is we need to just ask the Lord to show us how to show the love of Christ for others, and uh, and and realize that uh, we 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 all have issues of where even if we're believers, and I can talk to non-believers too, we fall short of the glory of God. And we allow our background, we allow um, just our prejudices, and we all have prejudices. We allow them to come into our lives, and we allow them to take hold. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was born in the state of Kansas, and then uh, spent the few years after that. My dad was in the oil business and and uh, and lived in North Dakota. And I can I will never forget a, a a town where the oil boom is really big right now. But back then it was only about I don't know fifteen thousand people or something. And I can remember I had never seen an African American before. And one moved to town, <laughs> and it was a big deal. And then I remember moving to 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 uh, the south. My dad got transferred. We moved to Louisiana, and we were down there in Bayou Country. And all of a sudden, I was in a segregated school, and and I didn't understand water fountains uh, being being segregated and movie theaters. If you were black, you could only sit in the balcony. Now, if you were white, I think you could sit in the balcony, but you couldn't, if you were black, sit downstairs, or you couldn't eat at a certain calendar, uh, counter. Uh, you know, I've had to wrestle because I'm an older white man, and I've had to wrestle with the fact that that it it prejudice is 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 there in us uh, of one sort or another there may be prejudice against muslims just because we're so afraid some will be isis um and that's not of course the case there are not that many members of isis but here we are i feel like it's the new 60s in america right now it's taking me back to what i remember as a little boy growing up and uh People hating policemen. Uh, I, I think the policeman that maybe shot uh, from the conversation. I did watch that video that was after the shooting of uh, Philandro Castile, and um, I think the policeman was afraid from the sound of his voice, the obscenities he was saying. So where does this take us, Mike? Um, I, I, I. I I think we live in a world where there's good seed growing and there's bad seed. And uh, the Spirit of the living God plants the good seed. I think the evil one, later in Matthew 13, it's identified. Jesus is talking about the devil plants bad seed next to the good seed. And it is not our calling as Christians to go in and try to pull the bad seed out. And um, Jesus said, don't do that. Not yet. That will come at the end in the final judgment. And, of course, what he was saying was, I'm the ultimate judge. So we are to be kingdom proactive in the world we live in. And what does that mean? That means that we live close to the cross of Jesus Christ, and we encourage other people 
to, if they don't know Christ, to make their way to the cross of Christ. If they do know Christ, uh, our goal is not to be going out there and trying to pull out bad weeds. Uh, Our goal is to plant more good seed and bring more fruit into the kingdom of God. That's the only answer, Mike. It's certainly a a tough period of time to go through. And I would agree with you, Charles Morris, host of Haven Today, that each and every one of us has some prejudice, some worldview, some slight one way or the other, simply for the fact that we are flawed humans and that we are raised in whatever environment we are surrounded by. So as a result of that, we can't as easily embrace that which we know less. So are there things about your upbringing that you had to retain, and are there things about growing up that you had to change and adjust? Oh, I think so, yeah. When my family moved to the South, we moved to Louisiana, and I mentioned that a moment ago, uh, and then we moved to Oklahoma. My dad got another oil companies back then. We're always changing your location of uh, where you were. Um, yeah, I saw it in my own family, and and it affects you. And I think the only thing you can do is I think you can repent, uh, which I have had to repent. I remember going to a church as a little kid during the time when the when the civil rights laws were being passed, and uh, it was a Baptist church, largest Baptist church in a town of twelve thousand, ten thousand in Oklahoma, and. Uh, and the deacons got up on a Sunday morning, uh, the First Baptist Church, uh, yes, it was a white church, and saying, we understand the NAACP wants to come down, and uh, they they want to uh, integrate our church, and we as the deacons are going to stand at the front door, and we are going to refuse to let anyone in from the NAACP. They can come individually, and we will welcome them, which of course was not true, but uh, but uh, thank goodness that didn't happen because at that church there would have been there would have been, it would have come to blows. I can remember even growing up, even since I've been at Haven today. My my father died about ten years ago. He had wanted an African American woman to sing at his funeral. She had a great voice, and he wanted somebody to play for his funeral as he knew he was dying. He had Parkinson's, and. Uh, and 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 my german stepmother who lived through uh world war 2 in america she was second generation uh lived through world war 2 in america where to be german you were not welcomed and she lived through that and yet she refused to allow the african american woman to sing at my father's my late father's funeral I, I think I think racism, prejudice comes in different forms. It can even come down to just the fact that that whether we are black or brown or white or whatever, uh, we can think we're better than somebody else. Maybe we're smarter. Maybe we're wealthier. And I think it's for Christians. This is a great time. It's a it's an opportunity for all of us to just stand up and to be counted, and uh, to be counted for uh, for the kingdom, and and ask the Lord to show us where we are not loving other people. Uh, 
and show us how we can love other people for whatever reason, and it doesn't have to just be color. Um, the tension is too high right now. And uh, and even, you know, Portland is, uh, especially if somebody's listening right now, and they're thinking, what in the world is this Christian radio preacher saying? Uh, it's easy to, say, live in Portland and be left of center and to think you don't have any problems like that, and these Christians are the ones that have all the problems. And uh, It's easy to go that direction, too, of just thinking you're better than somebody else. We're speaking with Charles Morris, Haven Today speaker and president. Haven Today is our ministry of the month. Tune in weekdays at 12.30 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ-FM. And at 4 a.m. right here on True Talk 800. More with Charles Morris of Haven Today next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with the host of Haven Today, our July Ministry of the Month. Make sure to listen to the broadcast and share it with your friends. Pray for the ministry, and you can also give financially at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. You can tune into Haven Today weekdays at 12.30 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ for your chance to win Sing the Bible, Volumes 1 and 2 from Slugs and Bugs. It's word-for-word scripture songs for kids. And you can also enter to win online a great grand prize at either kpdq.com or at truetalk800.com, which includes this Sing the Bible package in addition to the Great Story and You DVD from Haven, the Jesus Storybook Bible DVD, the Baker Compact Bible Dictionary, and the NIV Bible in 90 Days. You can enter to win once per day per person now through July 31st. So, Charles, thanks so much for joining us today, especially in the aftermath of a very rough week when it comes to what's going on in our country. So are there things that you are contemplating sharing about on Haven today next week? Well, yes, there there certainly are, Mike, and, and it's just great to be with you. It's great to be here on KPDQ and 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 you know one of, one of the things I come out of a secular broadcast background. I was in TV news and radio news, and then uh, uh, had been with the old United Press International Wire Service. And uh, so that's my background. I'm one of those bad guys. And then I was just this Jonah running from the Lord, and and the Lord reeled me back in. He came looking for me, and thank goodness he does that for all of us, no matter where we are or what we're doing. He comes out and finds us. You know, he's the good shepherd uh, who leaves those 99 sheep back somewhere in, in, in the fold or in their pasture and, and just... He tracks down that one missing sheep. Well, that one missing sheep was me. Uh, and I didn't know I needed help, but I did need help. And uh, and one of the things the Lord has just led us to do since I've been the speaker on Haven Today, uh, I came just a little before we started distributing by satellite in the old days of I'm the fourth speaker on an 82-year-old radio program, uh, the three speakers before me, they had to record programs uh, weeks or months in advance, had to be distributed on huge vinyl records back in the 
30s and 40s, and and then came the day eventually of uh, reel-to-reel tape, and after that, CDs, even cassettes, had a period of time. But uh, we can distribute by satellite. So after ni- on 9-11, that's when we changed our format, and we decided uh, a few weeks later that we should just call ourselves Haven Today and not... Uh, we had found, been founded as Haven of Rest. And so, you know, I'm thinking about our founder in World War II when his son was shot down. Uh, uh, he was in the precursor of the United States Air Force. I'm thinking when he was at a hospital, he had been out speaking and somehow broke his leg and ended up in a hospital there in Portland. And uh, I today could do our program from a hospital bed in Portland. Uh, he didn't have the luxury of doing that. And so it took months before he could get on the air and talk about losing his own son uh, after uh, after in World War II. So when something like this happens that everybody's going to be thinking about and worried, we're talking about the shooting uh, of uh, black African Americans by police officers, but we're also talking about the shooting of police officers. Uh, I think we need to be out there as Christians, and we need to just resign from the judgment business. And I fear Christians in the last 10 or 20 years Maybe this is because of the Internet, Mike, I don't know, but maybe it's social media. We've become pretty good at being part of the judgment business. And uh, our calling from the beginning from our Lord is not to be the judge. He is the judge. Final judgment will come when the judge comes back, and Jesus is the judge, not us, not Christians. Um Our job is to seek first, according to Jesus, not my words, Jesus' words, seek first the kingdom of God. And that can mean sell all we have. It can mean even if we, uh, uh, I don't believe he calls everybody to give away all their clothes or give away all their possessions, but figuratively it it does mean sell all you have. Give everything to him and then trust in him. And, uh, and, um, and don't go stumbling over other people while you're trying to correct them. Uh, we're going to have to, we need to learn to trust in a different kind of king, in a different kind of way. Uh, at the same time, we have this sowing of seed going on around us. And we're in the business of sowing good seed for the kingdom. And uh, But the evil one is still lurking. Uh, His work still abounds. He wants to destroy the work of God's kingdom. He wants to get black Christians angry with white Christians. He wants to get it the other way around, too. He wants to do whatever he can to keep the kingdom of God from growing and from calling people to the foot of the cross. We need to remember that Jesus owns the field, and he's going to have it his way, and it's going to work his way. And we need to just join with him and pray, Lord, would you just grow more wheat? Not the tares, not the, not the poisonous plants that can grow in and try to strangle out the wheat. Uh, our, our job is to be about kingdom business all the time. So, so try to avoid this we're in and they're out kind of language and thought process that, that, that leads so easily to, um, to prejudice. And uh, and every single 
one of us can suffer from us. And I get a little afraid when I'm around a Christian who says, well, I'm not prejudiced about anything. Well, I think it's better to just kind of slow down and look into our own heart and do that daily repentance that the Lord's Prayer calls us to pray uh, in order that we can then pray, Thy kingdom come. Charles, you mentioned that perhaps the Internet or maybe social media is a tool that Christians can use in a negative way, in a sense that it's easy for us to sit behind a keyboard and click like or agree with something or some article that we happen to agree on. But I don't think that we responsibly fully think about what we're doing as much as we should when it comes to feelings that can be hurt or labels that could be placed upon the church or just things that are insensitive. I think uh, the church has a great problem with being insensitive to people that aren't directly going to it. And we're certainly not attracting people to the church in the way that we react in certain ways. (laughs) You're right, Mike. I don't think it's always the love of Jesus. I, I personally try to go to bed early at night, but I get up very early, 5, 5.30. So I missed the initial news last night, but uh, our executive producer um, sent me a little text message that I saw as soon as I got up last night, or this morning, I mean. And in his text message, he said, so many fragmented thoughts on Facebook today. Christians quick to blame cops quick to defend cops, quick to say this is God's judgment, but not too many quick to pray for God's mercy. And I think he kind of summed it up. Uh, we, we believe our ideas count. Well, it's, it's, it's God who counts. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who counts. And if we look at how Jesus counted when he was alive and walking on earth, uh, he he was the servant. He took on the role of the servant. He 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 washed his disciples' feet. He told us, as believers and followers and future disciples, centuries later, uh, that we need to serve others and do it in His name. We follow Him, and uh, and 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 that means we don't just come out blasting. Uh, and and saying, oh, these cops are terrible, or or uh, we need to be out there and defend cops more. I have to look at their the trouble that they're in, and and they are in trouble. Uh, or or worse, just to in our finite minds to label this as God's judgment going on, uh, on one side or the other, to be able to say that you see it both ways, um, rather than just pleading for God's mercy and saying, Lord, may we understand what repentance means. And, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think it's important. I, I, I was just uh, having breakfast a week ago with a, um, one of the professors at Multnomah uh, University, and uh, he's a theology professor. He's written a book with his son. His son has come out. He's a practicing homosexual. He lives in L.A., where I am most of the time, most of the year. And um, and and I think about that whole issue. While, yes, I am a committed evangelical Christian, I believe that um, 
someone who has same-sex attraction should not practice homosexuality. I believe that is against God's law. I think the scripture is clear on that. At the same time, once you go down that road of saying God loves, hates the sin, but loves the sinner, I think you're falling into the trap of judgment. And I think you've got to be very careful about that, no matter what the issue is, whether it's same-sex attraction or whether it's uh, racial inequality. Um, and uh, when you allow yourself just to go beyond, just as you said, Mike, hitting that like button, when you allow yourself to go beyond that and express an opinion that you haven't really pondered and maybe even prayed about and especially thought, what? did the Lord say? Does Scripture speak to this? I'll tell you what Scripture uh, doesn't say. It does not teach eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Or like the guy who who said, uh, we need to combat ISIS by doing exactly what ISIS does. Well, my Bible does not teach beheading just because someone opposed to God's kingdom believes and practices beheading. Uh, That's not the Christian world that I see as I read Scripture and hear the words of Jesus speaking to me. You can tune into Haven Today weekdays at 12.30 p.m. on our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ. It's our Ministry of the Month, and it also airs at 4 o'clock in the morning right here on True Talk 800. More with host of Haven Today, Charles Morris, next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Clark Hilton is across the glass, and you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guest, the host of Haven Today, Charles Morris. Heard weekday afternoons at 1230 on 93.9 KPDQ-FM and right here on True Talk 800 at 4 a.m. weekday morning. So, Charles, thank you so much for joining us in this troubled time that we live in right now. For those of us less familiar with the Haven Today radio broadcast, can you give us the big picture of what Haven Today is doing today? Sure, absolutely, Mike. And and thank you for putting up with me and letting me just preach. (laughs) I don't get to always do that, so I I so appreciate being on the program with you. Haven Today, I said a moment ago, started out as Haven of Rest. Uh, we actually had a quartet, and uh, we were the last of the uh, long-form Christian radio programs to uh, end having our in-house, our own in-house music group, the Haven of Rest Quartet, and it was just so expensive that we just we just couldn't continue it, and so we. Um, we are a ministry now called Haven Today. Uh, we most days talk about uh, what's going on the air right now. We'll be talking about the Olympics here in a few weeks. Uh, sadly, we're talking about the shootings on the program today. We'll talk again about it Monday because this is not something that's going away. Uh, we use music from all kinds of artists. Uh, we, when we do use music, we, we don't, we, we are not an automated music station. In other words, we don't have a computer that's picking up the music. We, we do have a woman with a photographic memory though, who, uh, uh, I can go over like early this morning, uh, what my themes are for the program on Monday. And uh, she immediately thinks of five or six songs, and and we we use content of lyrics to choose the music we play. So 
the message side of the program will be reflected in the music side of the program, and we'll have one or most days two songs that are typically contemporary music, Christian music. Once in a while, though, we'll just go old school. We'll pick something that came from 20 or 25 years ago. We'll go Southern Gospel once in a while. Um, Or even last Christmas, we were playing Handel's Messiah, and people loved it. I couldn't believe it, Mike. (laughs) But uh, people were saying, we'd like a little more of this, and we had never thought of ourselves as a classical music program. Uh, But for a few days, we were playing a lot of classical Christian music, and I mean the classics that are like 400 years old. Uh, So anyway, but, but our goal is not to tell people how to vote. That's not my calling as a minister of the gospel or a Christian radio program. And I know that's a tough issue for us this year especially. But uh, our goal is to take whatever's going on in the world, whatever we're hearing about on TV or, or radio or, or we see on Google News or, or Facebook News now on their news feed, um, and we don't want to tell people how to make it better, because you can't make it better. But I do want to tell you about somebody who can make this world better and has promised to come again. He's going to judge the living, the dead. He's going to set things all right. He's going to create, recreate, and it'll be the new heavens and the new earth. And in that time, we will reign with him, but he will rule. And he's our Savior. And if we want to find any hope for the chaos that we are in today, whether it's in the Middle East or whether it's in Portland, Oregon, or Dallas, Texas, it's, it's, it's the, our message on Haven today will be this message every day. Sure, I'm going to talk to you about what's going on. Yes, most of the time it's bad, but I just pick out what Christians are following. We have a way that we can do that. So uh, if you want to tell me, well, you don't talk about any bad news, I just want good news. Well, the fact every Christian I know is talking about bad news, what's going on, just like everybody else most of the time. But where we're going to lead you is to the hope that we have in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ, the strong one, the King of Kings. And as long as we keep going to him and guiding other people to him, There can be more good in this world. Evil will still become more devilish as we await his return, but more people can be led into the kingdom. So that's my job, and uh, and that's 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 uh, that's the job of every believer in Jesus Christ. We are faithful by being His servants, by carrying out the Great Commission. I love the eclectic variety of music that I hear on Haven today. Are are, are there any particular songs or artists that are your go-tos, especially in troubling times such as these? Oh, now I wish we had our our music director with her photographic memory on with us right now. Um, You know, it's it's interesting... I, I, I mean, sometimes, you know, I could say the Gettys uh, in Christ alone, uh, but sometimes just going back sometimes will really work very well. There was a, a guy, he's a friend of mine, he's in Nashville, he was very popular 20 years ago, Michael Card is his name, 
and uh, very his songs are very biblical, rich in biblical content. Sometimes we'll go there when something happens, and uh, and and we try. Like on our Monday program, I remember we had this discussion early this morning, so in this program we've got coming on Monday, we're not going to be doing Onward Christian Soldiers. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be uh, airing Christian, almost militant songs. We're going to be singing about the love of Jesus. And uh, and we're going to be singing about our great need for His love. That that's what turns the tide in a human heart. It's the love of Christ. It's knowing that that Jesus is this good shepherd who comes out and and comes looking for that one lost sheep. Um, last last time I was in Israel. I went to a new little location that I'd never been to before, and it was in the wilderness where Jesus would have been tempted. But it was also where this this parable of the 99 and the one lost sheep that would have been based upon that, that any of his listeners, even up north in the Galilee region, would have known what he was talking about. Um, and you just saw those wadis below me. I was up on a on a high rise, almost a mountain top, and you could look down and you could see those wadis, and in these deep, dark caverns. And in one direction, to my right, was Jericho. To my left was Jerusalem. And I kept thinking how easy it would be to become lost, to become lost in this wilderness. And uh, and that's where we all are today, Mike. We're all in a wilderness. It's easy to take a wrong turn. It's easy to be judgmental of somebody else thinking we're right. And ultimately, the only answer we can find is that good shepherd comes looking for us. And uh, as opposed to sheep herding in other parts of the world, uh, his sheep know his voice, and they follow him. We follow him. But he first comes looking for us and finds us when we're lost. And I'm so grateful because in my own strength, in my own wisdom, never, never would I have gone, would I have gone looking for my Savior, Jesus. Not only is Charles Morris the host of Haven Today, but he also was a broadcast news reporter, a United Press International editor and bureau chief, and a press secretary for two former U.S. senators, even owned a radio station and worked with the late 10th Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia pastor, Dr. James Montgomery Voiced, well-known host of the Bible Study Hour radio broadcast who passed away in the year 2000. So, Charles, do you think that this diversity of job duties that God's blessed with over the years gives you a broader perspective over that of the average Christian radio host? Oh, I wouldn't say that, Mike. It, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I wish I could tell you I have my PhD and and uh, I am totally fluent in Hebrew and and my Greek is really up to par. So, uh, I I'm just where God put me, and that's just where we all are, you know. And and uh, I, I I don't think you should. Any of us should try to choose what we're going to do. I think we can ask the Lord. I think we can see some gifts He's given us and strengths uh, in certain areas. But I think uh, 
ultimately, I think we just need to be ready and open, and Lord, here I am, use me. And if he calls you and says, Mike Lee, you know, start a radio program on, uh, you know, be be the host on KPDQ every afternoon, well, I think we'll be happiest when we hear his voice and answer his call. And uh, and I guess that's where I am at my this point in my life, and and uh, I I just say, Lord, uh, uh, keep me keep me uh, keep me just uh, tuned to you. Keep me following after you. Um, lead me in the ways that you want me to go, and uh, and I want to follow him. I think sometimes, friends, we can have a vision, but it's not for right now. It's for somewhere down the line. And until that time comes, we do need to be ready, as Charles Morris calls us to. And you can listen to more great wisdom from Charles on Haven today. It's on weekdays at 12.30 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. In addition to weekdays at 4 a.m. right here on True Talk 800. When we return, more with the host of our Ministry of the Month, Haven Today, Charles Morris on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. And if you tune into Haven Today weekdays at 12.30 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ, you've got a shot at winning the Sing the Bible Volumes 1 and 2 from Slugs and Bugs, a wonderful word-for-word scripture song for kids package. And there's also a great online grand prize at kpdq.com and at truetalk800.com. So, Charles, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program today. And when we hear such extreme violence and reason for mourning on the news, what advice do you have us as a father and as a grandfather of speaking peace into the lives of our young ones? Mm. Well, I, I, I think it's, it's always good to wonder, where can we go in Scripture to think about that? Where can the Lord speak to us through His Word? And one of the one of the places I was thinking about this morning is Galatians six, uh, seven, and eight. I'm not going to use this on the Monday program, but I certainly could have. Galatians six, seven, and eight. That's where it says God is not mocked, and it's 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 the reminder that we reap what we sow, and it's the reminder that that we human beings kind of like self to be autonomous and uh, and we live in a world that runs that way the moral choices are made on the basis of the autonomous self as opposed to thinking that god's in control god is sovereign and he's not going to be mocked we cannot run things as we seek and i think what we're seeing right now today in the world we live in mike is 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 in many ways on a variety of fronts in portland oregon in the united states of america in the world in which we live we're reaping corruption but the good news is that it in the power of the holy spirit this call is still going into and people are hearing that call, and they're responding to the call of the Good Shepherd through the power of the Holy Spirit, and they're, they are being led from the chaos of the cosmos to eternal life in Jesus Christ. 
And once that happens, when people do that, it's not going to solve everything. You know, I mean, yeah, there's we're, we're still going to get cancer. We're still going to have things happen. We're still going to have war. There's still going to be rumors of war. But But once we move from chaos to life in Christ, then all of a sudden we've got something to uh, – someone – uh, to hold on to, and uh, to to it's it's kind of like a a uh, there was a, a a great New Testament scholar uh, from the Northwest, uh, born in the Northwest, and uh, he's got Alzheimer's now. But anyway, I remember once asking this famous New Testament guy, uh, "How do I live the Christian life?" And he thought about that for a second, and he said, "Keep." making your way back to the cross and hang on for dear life because that's where your life comes from. It's so easy to call ourselves a Christian because once upon a time, maybe many years ago, we prayed a, a little prayer, sometimes called the sinner's prayer, and then we just go on and we think it's all up to us after that. Or we, 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 we just we just think we've got to make it happen if anything's going to happen in our lives or the world in which we live. That's not how it works. I think this guy was right in telling me, you, you make your way to the cross to find Christ, but you keep making your way to the cross for the rest of your life to stay with Christ. And you hang on to that cross for dear life because that's where your life's going to come from. I always found that pretty good wisdom. And I try, uh, I, I'm not always very good at remembering that, Mike, but when times get tough, when I get stressed out, when things happen around me and they're not easily explained, I just try to remember, make your way back to the cross. Hang on for dear life, because that's where life is going to come from. Charles Morris, as the president and host of Haven Today and Haven Ministries, are there certain tactics that you personally engage in to make sure that you do stay focused on Jesus, in addition to being in so many different things and being a husband? and being a father, and being a grandfather, in addition to being an author? Well, Mike, I, I, I find if I don't remember to start my day the right way, the day turns into disaster. So, so I try to pray. I try to read the Word. I try to listen for the still, small voice of the Lord, Almighty God, speaking to me before I open the computer, before I see what news is there coming from around the world. It's probably not going to be good. Uh, what email traffic I've received overnight. What does somebody want me to do that I probably don't have time to do, and then I'll say yes to and try to do. Um, if, if I can get that time with the Lord, and when I'm not traveling, if I can pray with my wife and we read Scripture aloud to each other, too, if, if, if I can do that and have that encouragement, then, uh, then I know the day's going to go well, even though by that afternoon I'll start feeling frustrated and overcome with too much to do and too little time to do it. But if I can just start out that way uh, and take little Sabbath bites... Um, uh, and and I wish I could say I successfully take a full Sabbath rest every week, and I wouldn't be telling you the truth if I said that, Mike. But uh, 
uh, I'm working on that. I'm asking the Lord, and I've been asking the Lord for a few years now to help me just take a Sabbath rest every every week of a full day. But if I can just plan little Sabbath bites, I don't know what else to call it, um, uh, you know, like I'm reading right now that they're saying naps are good for you again. <laughs> so maybe I wish I could take a nap, but I can't every day. But but it, just having the little time where you close the computer, where you don't answer the phone, where you're not, you just say, I'm going to shut down for a few minutes. I'm going to take a walk. Uh, there was a new study out of Stanford a few months ago that said, you know, just to get in the outdoors, just to do something. And of course, anybody listening to me right now on on AM eight hundred is 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 you have the capacity and the location. Get out there and enjoy the creation. There's something that happens, but more than just getting out there and enjoying the creation, go out there and spend time with the Creator of the creation. And I think that's a blessing that'll pay off. Certainly, we'd have to agree with Charles Morse, the host of Haven Today. Another tool you might want to look into is the Anchor Daily Devotional Guide. You can find out more information on that on the website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. So, Charles, in our final two minutes, are there any tips for couples when it comes to spending devotional time and praying together? Uh, I, I realize most or a lot of couples don't have the temperament to do it, but and I know in some families, it's it's some relationships. It's though even if both are professing Christians, it's the wife who's maybe the more spiritual or more of the student of the word. But you know what? It's it's not that hard to just be able to. Um, to say we're going to read the Bible together, you can change it up. You know, my wife will go. One of us do a paragraph and a paragraph, or we alternate verses, or we do it, and then and then just to say, did anything stand out to me? Did the Lord speak about that? And we ask the Lord to speak to us and and to help us together understand more clearly His Word. I think that's been pro- that that would be the most successful. That would be the best marriage success tool I could recommend. That's meant the most to me. And the other thing would be, uh, let me quote the old Methodist missionary to India, E. Stanley Jones, and uh, he he said the early Christians did not look out at their world and see despair. They looked out at their world, and they saw it as the world to come. More information is found at haventoday.org, and thanks so much for joining us on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.